0: Marriage is to be honored by all. Hebrews 13, 4 says, Marriage is honorable among all, and the bed undefiled, but fornicators and adulterers, God will judge. And then it's also a permanent bond. It's not just for six months or a year or three or five years until death do us part. So help me God, I will.
1: Falling, I am
0: in love. I am in love. I am in
1: love with you. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. Today's lesson continues our focus on the biblical guidelines for a God-honoring, richly blessed marriage, and we're glad you've joined us. Raul will encourage us to view our relationship with our spouse as a sacred union, one to be cared for with the daily decision to respect and love. We'll learn today that a healthy marriage stems from seeking God's wisdom and committing to obedience. Let's join Rawl Reese now for the second part of our lesson, The First Marriage
0: in genesis chapter 2 verse 18 go back there once again as we read our text and then we, we develop this whole thing and concept of marriage now the reason i say that is because there are many marriages in trouble today it says we are a church and we call ourselves christians and the qualifications and the standards. For us is to be born again of the Holy Spirit. And so too much is given, much more is required. And the reason I say that is because there have been in the past so many people that have filed for divorce or separation. So we told you last week that we went back to the beginning before Moses ever was given the law by God on Mount Sinai. And what happens here now is that Moses is the writer. He writes Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. He writes the five books of the Pentateuch, which is the law of God. And at the beginning of chapter 2, beginning in verse 18, we have the principles of the beginning of the first marriage in the Bible. And so we have here the story... In the book of Genesis, which is the word of God, in verse 18, let me read it. He says, And the Lord God said, It's not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. And out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field, every bird of the air, and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was its name. And so Adam... "'Gain names to all the cattle and the birds of the air, "'and every beast of the field. "'And for Adam there was not found a helper comparable to him. "'And so the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. "'And then he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. "'And then the rib which the Lord God had taken from the man, "'he made into to a woman, and he brought her to the men. "'And Adam said, This is now bones of my bones.'" Flesh of my flesh, she shall be called woman, Isha. Ish is man, Isha is woman. And because she was taken out of man. And therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and shall be glued unto his wife. And the two shall become one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and they were not ashamed. So this is given to us before the ten commandments. This is God's institution of marriage from the beginning of time. We have to understand that. And yet at the same time, we see that God hates divorce, and yet there are hundreds, thousands of divorces today. 58% in the church today. Malachi 2.16 says, For the Lord God of Israel says that he hates divorce. For it covers one's garment with violence, saith the Lord of hosts. Therefore take heed to your spirit that you do not deal treacherously with the wife of your youth. Divorce affects not only male and female, but it affects the children. It affects your friends and family. Psychologically, in every way. And spiritually, even greater, why? Because here now, the children that you have in your life, they don't understand why is mom and dad getting divorced. Their children. Teenagers or young adults might be able to understand more than those little ones. It's really important that we understand that if we're going to believe the Bible, then we need to understand what the Bible says. When Jesus was speaking in the book of Matthew, and he was warning in Matthew 24 about the coming of the Lord, he said one of the great things in the last days that would happen, there would be a lot of divorces. and There would be a lot of sin. God is saying, I'm coming. Be careful what you're doing. Be careful you're responsible, accountable, that you have integrity in your life. One of the things that we talked about, and this is very important, you guys, that you understand you men are to be the spiritual heads of your homes. If you're not, then your home is out of whack, it's not balanced. And one of the things, guys, that you need to understand, you need to see the importance of God's Word in your life. Reading, studying, memorizing. That's why when Joshua was writing the book of Joshua, in chapter 1, verse 8, he said, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Not only to men, but to women too. The Bible, the Word of God. Psalm 1, 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. He will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he or she will do will prosper. Wow. The importance of God's word. And what do people do? They disobey God's word. So what happens if you're disobedient? There's a law of sowing And reaping. Get that in your mind. Galatians chapter 6, 7 through 9. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man soweth, that will he also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are in the household of faith. Your wife, your children, your loved ones, your friends making sure that you are a husband that is taking responsibility for its action and a wife that takes responsibility for her actions. Today we have husbands and wives are separating, divorcing, committing adultery, and then remarrying another person. And yet the Bible is so clear that it says that the only way a woman or a man in a marriage to be dissolved is what? There is unfaithfulness. And then at the same time, the grace of God is there where it says what? That you can forgive them for what they've done to you and stay in the marriage. Or you can say, you know what, it's final, it's done. And then you're free to go about what your life is doing. That's what the Bible teaches But then also it comes along, if there's verbal, physical abuse, what do you do? you got to read chapter 7 or 1 Corinthians. He talks about there is problems in the marriage. He says, then the husband and wife are to separate and to give themselves to prayer and fasting. Waiting upon God to speak. And then he gives you further instruction because it will come up. He says, and if the husband or the wife in their separation is being sexually tempted, instead of committing adultery, what do you do? You submit to God and to your will, and you return back together, and you become intimate with one another, lest adultery falls into the marriage. Read it. We have to really know God's word. And the family is the order that God has set in the nation so that a father, being the spiritual head of his home, can take care of his wife, take care of his children, build them up, not tear them down. Coming to the place and understanding my position in Christ and understanding what God expects of my life as a Christian. Very important.
1: This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Don't forget, we're here to support your faith walk with inspiration and direction from God's Word. Join Rawl on his YouTube channel Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific for timely insights. You can also visit our website, somebodylovesyou.com, or call us at 800-634-9165. Now back to more of today's study. Observation number one is what is a biblical marriage?
0: Number one, it was what? It was instituted not by men. It was instituted by God himself. It wasn't Moses. It was God. In Genesis chapter 2, 18 and 19. It is not good that men should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable. Notice to him. He says, And out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field, every kind of bird in the air. And brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was its name. And then God says, And Adam gave names to all the cattle and the birds of the air, to every piece of the field. But for Adam there was not found a helper comparable to him. God saw the loneliness of man. So what did he do? He created a woman. Isha and Ish in the Hebrew. Very important. To understand our position. That marriage is to be honorable. It's to be honored by all. Hebrews 13 4 says. Marriage is honorable among all. And the bed on the file. But fornicators and adulterers. God will judge. And then it's also a permanent bond. It's not just for six months or a year. Or three or five years. Until death do us part. So help me God. I will. In Matthew nineteen six, he said, "Then there are no longer two, but one. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no man separate." We talked about the two by fours last week. When you leave them glued on for a couple of days and try to take them apart, it splinters. It's not the same as when it first before it was put together. And the man and husband become one in Christ, or glued together. God not only ordained marriage. But God blesses marriage. Genesis 1:27, he says, So God created man in his own image, in the image of God created him, male and female created them, and God blessed them, and said to them, Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish and the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. And then he says that, Marriage is only to be dissolved through death. Romans 7, 2 and 3. For the woman who has a husband... Is bound by the law to her husband as long as he lives. But if the husband dies... She is released from the law of her husband. So then... If while her husband lives... She marries another man... She will be called an adulteress. But if her husband dies... She is free from the law, so that she is no adulteress, though she has married another man. And Paul goes on to say, You marry in the Lord, not outside of the Lord. He gives us instruction how to do it. Very important to know that. Marriage, again, it is consummated in that relationship between the man and the woman, which means the husband is to be faithful to his wife and the wife to her husband, sexually. In Proverbs chapter 5, 15, 16, 17, and 18, he says, Drink water from your own cistern, and running water from your own well. Should your fountains be dispersed abroad streams of water in the streets? He's talking to you guys, going from girl to girl. Check this out. He says, Let them be only your own, and not for strangers with you. Let your fountain be blessed and rejoice with the wife of your youth as a loving deer, a graceful doe. Let her breast satisfy you at all times and always be in rapture with her love. The only way that can happen is a husband has to be in love with Jesus to be the spiritual leader of his home. Otherwise, you talk to so many guys that have committed adultery and so many women that have committed adultery. Infidelity in the marriage. And then the Bible tells us in observation number two that the marriage has to be centered in love and obedience. Ephesians 5.1 says, Therefore, be imitators of God as their children. Verse 28, So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. And if you want to see that, watch your husband get out of the shower and look in the mirror or go to the gym. And you can see everybody that's in love with themselves. But he's saying, Husband, if you love your body so much, what about your wife? Taking care of her spiritually, physically, emotionally, in every way. Nevertheless, let each one of you husbands, in particular, so love their own wives as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. The wife will respect her husband when the husband is what? Is in love with Jesus Christ, and he is the leader of his home. When he submitted to Christ, no questions asked. She can follow. She doesn't have to be fearful. She's secure because of his love for Christ. Notice in observation number two, he gives us now the duties of the wife. He starts out with women first. She is to be a help me to her husband. In verse 18 of Genesis 2, he says, And the Lord God said, It is not good that that man should be alone. I will make a helper comparable to him. So the helper means what? That she comes along. She's never really instructed in Ephesians to love her husband. She's what? To submit to her husband. But submission means who potasso to be underneath the authority in the military, under your commanders. So she's to be underneath her husband as he is underneath who? Christ. Then there's obedience. Then there's submission. Then there's love. You see? So very important. She also becomes a crown to her husband. You say, What kind of a crown? Well, let me read it to you. Proverbs twelve four. An excellent wife is the crown of her husband, but she who causes shame is like rottenness to his bones. He goes, That's her right there. See. The negative, right? But think about who made her that way. Why is she like that? Because maybe she doesn't trust you. And if a wife is unstable in her ways because she doesn't trust her husband, because her husband hasn't been faithful to her or to the Lord or to her children, then really, how can you really trust that person unless God breaks that man? And the Bible tells you, man, that she's also the weaker vessel, remember? Remember? In 1 Peter 3, 7, husbands, likewise dwell with them, your wives, with understanding. Give honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel, and be in heirs together of the grace of life. Notice that your prayers will not be hindered. When your relationship with your wife is not good, it's not good with God. God doesn't honor your prayers. And remember one thing, she's the wife of your youth. Malachi 2.14 says, Yet you say, For what reason? Because the Lord has been a witness between you and the wife of your youth, with whom you have dealt treacherously. Yet she is your companion and your wife by covenant. Wow. Notice that. But did he not make them one, having a remnant of the Spirit? And why one? One. He seeks a godly offspring. Therefore, take heed to your spirit and let none deal treacherously with the wife of his youth. Husbands, be careful how you treat your wives. And then, observation number three, the husband's duties. It's longer than the wives. Let's see it. Number one, right off the bat, husbands are to love their wives. Ephesians chapter 5, 25, 26, and 28, 33. Every scripture there says love, 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 love. Watch. Husbands, love your wives. Just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. Verse 28. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. Verse 33. Nevertheless, let each one of you, in particular, so love his own wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. And then notice, secondly, he is to live with his wife for life. Matthew 19, 3 and 4. The Pharisees also came to Jesus, testing him, saying to him, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any reason. And then he answered and said to them, Have you not read that he who made them at the beginning made male and female? So notice who did it? God created it. God established it. And there's no way a person can get rid of the husband or the wife until that do us part. Unless, like I said before, if there's verbal, physical abuse, then there's a time of separation and waiting. And the ultimate thing would be a divorce. Because you're not a punching bag. You're not to be abused. Very important. And then husbands, he is to be faithful to his wife. Then he says what? That a husband is to be sexually satisfied with his wife. Proverbs 5, 18 and 19. Let your fountain be blessed and rejoice with the wife of your youth. As a loving deer, as a graceful doe, let her breast satisfy you at all times and always be in rapture with her love. I want you to read when you go home, you guys, chapter 5, 6, 7, and 8 of Proverbs about the prostitute woman in the Proverbs. The whorish woman. What she'll do to you. She'll disgrace your marriage. She'll disgrace her children. She'll disgrace everything about you. Really important to understand what he says to men. And then... How to instruct her, a man is to instruct his wife, to sit down with her, pray with her, pray with the children. They need to see your spirituality, that you're the spiritual leader of your home. In 1 Corinthians 14, 35, he says, And if they want to learn the women something, let them ask their own husbands at home, for it is a shame. For a woman to speak in the church, what was happening in that culture of the Greek culture, in a time of Corinth, the women in church would sit on one side, the men on the other side, and when the preacher was preaching, the woman would not understand it and would say to her husband, Honey, what does he mean by that? And he's saying, Don't bring disturbances to the church. When you go home, make sure you tell your wife what it meant. You teach her. And you lead her and you guide her. And then check this out. You guys are to honor your wife. To honor her. First Peter again. Notice 3, 7. Husbands likewise dwell with your wives according to what? Understanding. Giving honor as of the weaker vessel. She's the weaker vessel. She's not the strong vessel. And then check this out you guys because a lot of guys become lazy. Your wife is not to provide for the home. The husband is to provide for the home, unless something drastically happens. Men are to work and to be the leaders of their home in work. He says in First Timothy five, eight, but if anyone does not provide financially for his own, especially for those of his household, he has denied the faith in his worst and is worse than an unbeliever. Wow. Pretty heavy. It's a shame for a man not to provide for his home for his children financially.
1: Well, as you reflect on today's lesson, we encourage you and your spouse to consider how you can sow respect and love into your marriage, confident that God will bless your relationship. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Today's program is available in its entirety by calling 800-634-9165. When you send a gift of $5 or more, we'll send you today's lesson, The First Marriage. We'd also like to offer you the entire 20-part series we're currently airing. Featuring a special marriage interview with Rawl and Sharon, this collection has been downloaded to a conveniently portable MP3 flash drive. Each message will guide you in establishing God-honoring habits in your home and will inspire you to a deeper level of commitment to your spouse. To order this 20-part marriage series featuring an interview with Roland Sharon, visit SomebodyLovesYou.com or call 800-634-9165. We'll send your USB drive for a gift of $30 or more. That's 800-634-9165. Our mailing address, if you'd like to order by writing us, is Somebody Lives You Radio, Post Office Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. This ministry is listener-supported, and we're grateful for your tax-deductible contributions. Thanks so much for your partnership. Coming up on the next Somebody Loves Your Radio, we'll return back to the pages of Scripture to learn how to walk with the Lord Jesus faithfully day by day. I am in
0: love with you.
1: This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves Your Radio in Diamond Bar, California.